Hey there, welcome to the Health and Harmony podcast, where your health and harmony is our mission. I'm Chrissy Rice, a spiritual wellness coach, joined by Mike Fave, an independent researcher and health clinician. And on today's episode, we are going to dive into how to actually start out on your health journey, the actual starting point, right, Mike? So how do you guide people on this like starting line? This like day one, is it day one or one day you choose, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a actually a very valuable question, even more so sometimes than the, well, how much protein do I eat type of question? Yeah. Because the biggest, it, it's, it's, it's easy to know what to do. Like once you know what to do and you have this set of guidelines, you, the hardest piece is really actually how do you implement and follow those guidelines that are set up? And after working with many clients, many people, what I start to see is like, I can give somebody a whole book of guidelines. I could, I can narrow the guidelines down into a 20 page ebook and be like, you know, for the basics, right. For the foundational stuff, eat these foods, eat so much protein, this much carbs, this much fat, sleep this many hours per night. Uh, take this, these supplements, list them out. And it's like, just do this. And that's yeah, actually, and I would be, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, that you do it. You try that with my life. <laughs> yeah. Well, for you, it was different because you, we, I wrote the whole plan up for you. And then the next call, we came back and it was just like, so how did, you know, the goal was to just do the diet stuff. And it's like, how'd it go? You're like, oh, yeah, I did everything. And I'm like, oh, so the diet, you're like, no, I, I did everything. <laughs> it's like, how do you feel? And you're like, I feel way better. My, you know, my symptoms are resolved. And so it's like, oh, you want to just talk then? <laughs> I know. Yeah. That was mostly what our coaching sessions turned into, but it, it's hard for people because you can give them that list. You can give them that 10 page document that says, eat this much protein, eat this many cards, sleep this many hours, do this, do this. And they're like, yeah, how do I do that? How, like, that's a lot. How do I figure out how to do any of that? Like, where's the time for it? Yeah. And I, that is the, this is like the really important question is like, how, how does somebody start to do these things? How do they implement them into their lives? Because the implementation is one of the, the most significant steps for people. Yes. So, and it, I think implementation is primarily characterized by action. So just doing. So as an example, when somebody wants to start this, this journey, just start doing. So what could that look like? Just have a good breakfast every morning for a week. And then have the week after, then have a good lunch every day for a week. And then after that, have a good dinner. And now you have three good meals a day. And yeah. just focus on one thing at a time. Focus on a small step and just do it consistently, that one small step. And then stack things on top of each other. That's what it really comes down to. When I work with clients, even when, when we work together, it was small step. Well, for you, is you were just ready and we'll talk about that. You just like put it right into place. It was great. I was so excited. I was quite happy because a lot of times like I have to coax people and work through a lot of barriers. And it's not that that's a bad thing. It's just exciting when you're when you work with people and you're a coach and you're really you're for me, I really love seeing outcomes like it, right. that is the most gratifying, fulfilling thing is when I see somebody turn around. I'm like, man, this is like these strategies, all these theoretical and abstract strategies and 
And this science stuff is like, look what it does. Like, yeah. just look at it go. <laughs> yeah. It's like your baby or something like that you see develop. And so when I see that, I get, I get really happy. That's what a lot of what I do this for. Like, I really like to see people turn around their circumstances with these strategies. And so seeing you do that was great. But a lot of the work that I do with a lot of clients is overcoming barriers and challenges that are cognitive, that are lifestyle based, that are practical so that people can implement these these different components into their life. Because it's not just, okay, eat 0.82 grams per pound of protein, right? Mm -hmm. That's like, what does that look like? What does that even mean? So that's where yeah. you start to, it's those next steps. But yeah, yeah. you was like, <laughs> Christy, this is what we're going to do. And the next time he came back and was like, okay, I did it. <laughs> yeah, do you have anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is definitely how I am. But it's... um mindset, not getting overwhelmed. I just looked at it like I had two options, right? One option, I really just didn't really want to go down, which was the medical option, right? And I always had that in the background, like I can go the medicine route to this if I need to, but it's something that I'm so opposed to for my own just well-being and my own health. And I was just like, I'm going to go this natural way. I'm going to heal myself naturally, you know? So I was passionate about that. And because I have so much passion in that and I wanted to avoid the other path I could have done, I was like, I'm all in. So it's like literally all or nothing for me. And actually a really good book that helped me was Atomic Habits because that book, like one of the examples that he makes in it is if you're just like, I want to start exercising, right? And you just can't figure out like when the time of day is right for you or anything like that. He's like, just put your sneakers on. You don't have to exercise that day. Just put your sneakers on, you know, the next day, put your sneakers on and like walk to the end of the driveway. That's it. Just come back next day after that, you know, walk like a hundred more feet. So it's just like little tiny baby steps that you have to do to get to where you're going. Because if you think that you're going to jump right in and have to make all these perfect meals for yourself, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, completely change your sleep routine, completely change everything on day one, you're not going to do it gonna be overwhelming yep yeah and that's the what he did there was he broke it into smaller tasks and this is what i do with people's if i so when i have when i first work with somebody i will go in to an app called chronometer and directly build out their diet with them so we did that together yeah and it's like this is exactly what we're going to do for breakfast lunch and dinner maybe we'll make a three-day rotation so you have a variety of different options um Maybe we'll make something where you can batch cook and you have stuff available for your family as well. And so we, and it's very specific. It's, you know, what foods do you like? You know, uh, what do you tolerate? Well, what do you use, usually do? How much time do you have to prep? So incorporating all these, these components and some people I do that. And it's like, Oh, this is no problem. I can do this. I'm already kind of doing this and they can run yeah. the whole day and that's fine. That's great. But then for other people, it's like, you try it, you come back like, Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't do as too much. So then it's like, okay, don't worry about lunch and dinner. Just do breakfast. And then if there, if, if breakfast is too hard, then it's don't do breakfast. Don't do all of breakfast. Just add a glass of orange juice to your breakfast. That's it. Right. And then, yeah. and then we'll add another, then after that, then we'll add two eggs and then we'll add this. So it's just, if you break it into smaller pieces, you eliminate this huge barrier that people have where they look at this thing. It's like, for some people, looking at organizing their whole day of eating is like looking at a trek up, up uh, Mount Everest. Yes. And so what you can do instead is like, here's this nice little bunny hill. Just put orange juice in breakfast. 
And then people are like, oh, no problem. I can do that easy. Mm-hmm. And then after that, then you do another habit and then you do another habit and then you do another habit. And after you stack a couple, it's like, oh, I'm doing breakfast and lunch and this is not that hard. And it's way easier than I thought. Because a lot of times yeah. when you look ahead and you're looking at this this big mound of things that you have to do, it seems like too much. But if you break it down, and you just focus on this one small piece. That's where you start to see. So for some people, it, it's just a matter of what is that, you know, what is a big, a big mountain for somebody to climb for yeah. in your circumstance the changing all the diet up in that one shot wasn't the big mountain. For some people, they can do breakfast fine, no problem, and they have to go meal by meal. For other people, it's just starting to change some of the food sources around or stopping eating out first and things like this. So there's um it 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 depends on the person and it it's not that one person is better than the other per se. Everybody can still get to the outcome that they want. It just may take somebody more time than somebody else, and that just is what it is. But I yeah. Yeah. And I'll have another piece I want to add, but I want to leave the floor here for your thoughts on this. Yeah. For me, it's like a lot of people don't also like things taken away from them. Um, unless it's like really like detrimental to your health. What I liked is, Hey, I have a sweet tooth, right? And it's going to be hard for me to detox off of sugar in the first two weeks of this, doing this. I know this. I've tried it before. What are some things that I can still get that feeling of having sugar in order to help me detox off of the processed sugar that I was eating. So it's like, we're not taking things away from you. We're actually just replacing them with different things. So you're still get your body and your mind still are getting those things, those nutrients, those feel good feelings that you want from food. There's a replacement. So instead of just being like, no, can't have that anymore. Yep. You're done. People get like very sad. There's like a mourning process, you know? that you don't want to take things away from somebody that's like their security, you know? So by just finding replacements for the things that you love, they exist. Yep. You know? Yeah. That, that's a great point. And that's, that is a huge part of the process. It's not, it's not a cutting out process. It's a replacing process. Yeah. So instead of the Coke, you have orange juice instead of eating out, you have an easy option that you can make at home. That takes you even less time right. instead of, um, instead of cooking with vegetable oils, canola oil, soybean oil, et cetera, you start to use something like coconut oil. And then the other thing is if you're looking for delicious recipes, we're actually in the process, Christy specifically, of making a recipe book that allows you to replace things that would, you know, people would normally consider problematic uh, in terms of ingredients with really wholesome uh, quality ingredient recipes for things. I think we were just talking before you made a pizza recipe. <laughs> yeah, that was my goal writing this cook. This cookbook is like, these are all meals that I didn't want to eliminate from my life. I wanted to figure out a way to eat them more nutritionally and less inflammatory for my body. So people always think like, well, I don't eat gluten anymore. So I guess I can't have pizza for the rest of my life. Well, that's really sad. Like I was very upset about that. You know, I'm like, I love pizza. So I created by trial and error, like how to make a gluten-free pizza and it tastes good, you know? So, and and it's healthy for you and it's not inflammatory for you. So that was the reason behind my cookbook A is because I just have a passion for cooking, which definitely helps on this health journey. If you don't like to cook, it's going to be, it's hard because you really do need to make good quality food for yourself and know what ingredients are going into it. Yeah. Yeah. 
And even if you do, even if even if you can't cook, you can. Uh, there's easy strategies, or even if yeah. you can cook, if you can at least make eggs, you're yes. good to go with the setup. It it's just in terms of like taste and things like that. Like it's, if you can't really cook, then things are a little bit more bland. Yes. But even with the recipes in your in your cookbook, like they're not super in depth or intense recipes. Maybe the pizza is, I don't, I haven't tried the pizza recipe, but some of the other recipes you and I talked about and like set up together while we were working together to be like, Oh, well does, how does this recipe work based on your, your mic requirements yes. <laughs> for help yes. or whatnot. And then we kind of narrowed them down and, and they're not, you know, I, we've made some of them, some of the recipes we were doing beforehand as well. And they work, they work and they're not really that hard to do overall. So it, you don't need to be a chef or anything. It's just, no. if, you, if you have minimal experience with cooking, then it, you just have a little bit less of the options available, but you can still eat very simply. Like I'm by no means a chef and I eat very, very much similar things on a regular basis, but I still really enjoy what I eat. And the meals are not difficult to prepare at all. Like it's very right. basic stuff and you can, you don't have to do that much. So it is definitely, definitely feasible but yeah there's options to to make these things uh to make this more enjoyable to include foods and components that you think that you were never going to have and, and one thing i want to point out is that before the advent of industrial food and stuff like that people were having cheese and 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 pizzas and bread and these combinations things like that and they were relatively healthy it's just when they started changing the food supply around they started you know using the vegetable oils and adding in industrial ingredients and then adding in um, like iron particles and things like that into the food as fortification. And so these types of things damage the food supply and were very inflammatory for people. But in the recipes that you set up, it, does, it avoids all of those things. You don't have right. these problems. It's using wholesome ingredients. And the, the nice thing about it is that we know what you're, we're putting into our food. Whereas a lot yeah. of times you go to a restaurant or you buy from the store and we don't really know what's in there. Or if we look at the label, we know what's in there. We know it's not good. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, here's a good example. Just happened to me two days ago. Went out to lunch to a new restaurant I'd never been in and had something very simple, vegetables, rice, and grilled chicken. But you don't actually know what they're cooking with. And I had a massive headache after that meal because there was something in that meal that probably wasn't good for my body. And so you don't know, like when you go out and you're just saying, I'm just eating this simple meal of rice, chicken, and vegetables, but there's something in it an oil, probably most likely that was inflammatory to me and had given me a massive headache. So when you do start to, you know, detox your body of all these things that no longer need to be in it, you can have reactions to things about when you're eating out. So that's why I prefer to know exactly what goes into my meals when I'm cooking them at home and they are simple. Like I like to cook simple. I don't want to be in the kitchen for two hours making a gourmet meal. I got to get it on the table. I'm hungry. You know, <laughs> so I try to make these recipes easy and, and easy. We want everything about this journey, this health journey to be easy. So yeah. we want the easy button out. Yeah. And the way we do that is we, we don't just restrict, we replace. And then depending on the person, you break things down into smaller steps based on what they can handle for some people, again, like doing the whole day of meals, just replacing it right away with the, the these different foods and whatnot, no problem for other people. They need to go meal by meal for yep. some people. They need to start with more basic habits. And so again, it, 
it's going to take some, some people take more time than others. The only thing is really just that time piece. But at the end of the day, people will wind up being in a similar spot and they just made some people have more or less steps. And that's just, that's an individual component and that there's nothing wrong with either direction. So it's definitely feasible. It's reasonable. But one thing I want to touch on that, that you mentioned before that I think is extremely helpful is that when you start on your journey, your perspective of this was you were going to take self-responsibility for yourself to get better. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm going to do these things to improve my life. And I have agency, I have control over these aspects to improve my life. And I think that that is a foundational, fundamental principle that people need to really embody and integrate when they're going to embark on something like this. Because if their reason for not doing something or uh, their barrier is because of some of this external thing and that external thing, and I can't do it because of this and because of I can uh, because of that. And the the framework of their thought processes is running from there, and it's not like, well, this thing is making it more difficult, but there's a solution around it. That is a that alone has to be adjusted in order for the person to succeed. They need to take a self responsibility, and they need to have a belief and an understanding that they have the ability to and to put different actions in place to troubleshoot problems and to solve these different circumstances. But if your mind says, I can't do this, it's out of my control, all these other things are, are managing it, then yeah, like if, if that's the perspective you're coming from, then yeah, it's out of your control and you won't be able to do anything. But if you shift the mindset and you're like, well, I can make these changes, even if they're just small changes, and eventually I will get to that place, then you will succeed. But that yeah. framework is really important. And you started with, I'm going to take you know, I'm going to take this by the reins and I'm going to move forward and I'm going to put these things in place and I'm going to improve my life and get the outcomes that I want. And you're like, this is on me. Like, this is, this is something that I'm going to do. And that is really valuable. That's really yeah. important. Yeah. Your mindset is everything for it. You have to go into it knowing that you put yourself there and you're at this point now where you don't want to feel like that anymore. Like you've, yeah. you've, you've done everything that you possibly can to sort of bandaid it for a while but it's to this point where you're done feeling this, this way and you're the one who put yourself there. So you're the only one who can take you out of it, but you have to be patient because it took you a long time to get there. So you have to have patience with yourself and the process and the trials and the errors and the mistakes and the bad days and the good days, because yeah. there's going to be days where you're just, you're just going to want pizza, real pizza. You know, you're just going to want ice cream. You know, so you have to have patience with yourself and not judge yourself and not get down on yourself and just know like, it's okay. I'm just going to pick back up tomorrow. I'm going to start all over. It's a new day. It's fresh, but you're the one who has control. No one else. You were my guide. Like I used you as a guide to guide me through the things, but you were actually physically over here being like, okay, this is how much chicken you need to eat right here. Here's your juice. These are all the supplements you need to take. Like I had to figure all that out for myself, you know? So you have to have that, have faith in yourself, you know, and confidence yeah. in yourself that and drive, you have to have a drive. Yeah. I think those are all excellent points. And I think the understanding of that as well, I, I tell people this all the time because when I start working with somebody like, so how long is it going to take for me to get better? Yeah. And it's like, well, if you follow through, probably not that long. <laughs> it's all up to them. Exactly. But if I like, I can't be 
with this person holding the gun to their head and be like, you better have this glass of orange juice. It's yeah. that has to be something that they do that. So if that's not happening, then the time frame extends. And that's yeah. and then it's like there's nothing wrong that you're not able to put it in place. But then we're going to have to troubleshoot why and make adjustments and talk about the mindset and talk about what the barriers are and overcome those barriers and troubleshoot the barriers and navigate a path through. Yeah. And so that's that's fine. But the if the perspective is I have this guidance and it's up to my responsibility to move forward with this guidance and put these things in place, the people that I work with that have that perspective, hands down, do so much better. Because yeah. in the other circumstance, it's like, oh, well, I couldn't do it because my husband eats this way and I eat that way. And then when I see him eating that way, then I just want to eat that way. So it's his fault. And it's like, eh, yeah, not necessarily his fault. I know it's hard with the social pressure. So what if there's a meal that you guys could have together that wouldn't trigger you for that? So like there's solutions. But at the end of the day, what it still comes down to is it's still your choice in every moment of time to go and follow, go and follow through and eat the meal that your husband's eating or eat out with what your husband, with your, uh, I had one client who she would travel with her husband to go to the hospital. And they, every time they would travel, they would stop at a fast food restaurant. And she's like, well, I, I just can't eat good on those days because my husband wants to stop at a fast food restaurant. And it's like, but you could just, you know, bring food in the car with you. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. so in, in those circumstances, the barrier is not what her husband wants to do. The barrier is her decisions in those circumstances. And if you have self-responsibility around that and you're, you have awareness around that, then it's much easier to make those changes with those, with those different things because you're saying, oh, I can actually do something and this is reasonable and feasible. But if, yeah. you, if you think, oh, it's my husband's fault, then you're like, well, I have to change him. And then it's like, well, that's not possible. I'm not going to change him because this is just how he is. And it's like, well, now you're not really, you're looking for a solution to a problem that, that you have no control over. So we want to focus on things that we actually have control over and take, and that's where radical self-responsibility with this stuff becomes important and becomes it, it, it's not to push, say it's this person's fault or the client's fault or the husband's fault or anything like that. It's not about faults. It's mm -hmm. about if we take radical uh, self-responsibility with things, then we develop agency because we are focusing on things inside our control instead of focusing on things that is that we we have no control over. And so yeah. if there's no point, it's a waste of time to focus on things that we can't control because yeah, we can't control if, them. <laughs> we can't control them. And if you're trying to control, um, you know, other people around you, it's harder. So you want to do the opposite. You want to have all of this control over yourself first, yes. like complete control over yourself. So you start to eat healthy. You start to feel better. The people around you, your loved ones that you live with, your children, your, your spouses, they start to see this shift and this change within you. They're starting to like think, Hmm, she looks better or he looks better. They, they're, they're well, they're not, you know, not as grouchy. They, their skin is glowing. They've lost some weight. Like they feel really good. They're positive all the time. Right. Those people now want to do the things you're doing. Whereas like that story you said, she's catering, that woman is catering to the husband who wants to have the fast food. Well, she actually needs to be in control of what she wants and show him the amazing effects of what she's doing is working for her. It's going to change. It could shift the other people in your life. 
yes. to go towards you. Instead of you catering to everyone in your life, that you need to shift it so that those people start to cater to you. So for instance, for me, my family knows that I can't eat. I just, not that I can't, right? Because you can eat these things. It's I choose not to eat these things. So when they want to eat something, they go to the grocery store and get something. They'll be like, oh, well, mommy can't have that. So we got to go get this over here because she can eat this one. So they get that for me because they know my choice is to not eat that thing that they want. So it's, I'm yeah. not working around them. They're actually working around me now. Yeah. Yes. And those are all, that's a really good point because in this, in this process, in this journey, people maybe will initially think that it's selfish, but you need to be your priority first. You are priority yes. number one, because if you're not taken care of, if you're suffering, if your health is poor, how are you going to help anybody else? You can't, you can't. Yeah. It, or if you are helping somebody else, the quality of help that you are providing will be subpar compared to how it would be if you are able to actually function well and feel good and do things on a regular basis. So the way I usually describe this with people is you kind of think of it this way. You have your innermost circle. That's you and yourself. You need to be taken care of first. Priority number uno. You need to be eating. You need to be sleeping. You need to be... Um, getting some movement or some sunlight if possible, you need to be feeling well. So you, those things, at least eating and sleeping on a consistent basis are key. And you know, the people are like, oh, that's not that bad. It's like, yeah, it's really not asking for that much. It's like if you had a plant and you put it on the windowsill and you water it and you give it sunlight and it's not too cold, it's probably going to do fine. It's going to do well. But if, if you get a plant and you don't water it and you don't expose it to light, it's not going to grow. It's not going to flourish. It's not going to develop. And humans are the same. We have basic requirements that we have to hit. So as priority number one, you need to make sure you're at least getting your foundation, your basic requirements in place. And then from there, then you can then the next circle is your friends, your family, your loved ones. Then you can help to take care of them. You can be you can be a uh, symbol of success for them. You can be an example for them. And so then you can help those people. And then outside of that circle is everybody else. So take yeah. care of yourself, take care of your friends, your family, your loved ones. And then after that, you can worry about what's going on everywhere else. But unless those areas are solidified, it, you can't move into the next, to the next sphere. So, and each sphere has its, has its specific priorities that need to be taken care of. If you're going to have relationships with people, then you have to spend time with them. You have yeah. to interact with them. You have to have the conversations with them. You have to have this communication in different components. There's certain things that are required in each of these components. And if they don't happen, those things will not do well. They will not flourish. They will not produce fruit. They will not grow. They will not develop. Um, so you have to make sure that in, in, in order for you to provide for these relationships and these different components in your life, you need to be taken care of. You need to have the energy you need to have the strength. You need to feel good. You need to be eating enough. You need to be having these things taken care of. So you're not worried. Oh, I don't, I don't have the energy to, to be with my kids. I'm too tired. I, I, my joints hurt. I'm brain foggy. Oh, I, I lashed out at my husband or I lashed out at my wife. And you know, why did I do that? I, I wasn't, they didn't do anything to me. It's like, you need to be functioning and feeling well. There's been so many yeah. times, even with me, my own wife, where I'll get like a little, I don't yell really, but I get a little snippy sometimes. And it's mm -hmm. like, I'm just, I'll get, I'll make a uh, sniffy thing. And I'll be like, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm, I, you know, I'm not feeling well. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. I need to eat or I ate something that bothered me. It's affecting me right now. So like, 
I didn't mean to say that. And when you have awareness of that and you understand mm -hmm. if I take care of this, that will be minimized, that also further improves the relationship. And for her, it's the same thing. If she's like, yeah, I'm not really feeling well, feeling that well right now. So please stop messing with me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Awareness. Huge. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a big key thing. It's you are first. And I went on my health journey leading by example. So when I started, I said, listen, guys, I'm going on this journey. Okay. You do not have to come with me. I'm getting on this train and I'm going to do it by myself. And if you ever feel like you want to come on this journey, just tell me, you know, tell me that you want to try some of the foods I'm trying. Tell me that you want to eat the way that I'm eating. Just let me know and I'll help you too. But I didn't have to do any of that. All I did was lead by example and they saw the changes in me. And then they were like, oh, what is that gluten-free pizza you're making? Can we try? <laughs> you know? So it's just because my moods changed and my my whole entire like energy just changed. And I was just like in a better state of mind all the time. They were like, something to this, you know? Like there, I led by example. That's all I did. I didn't force anyone else on this with me. And I was just like, watch what happens. See what yep. happens. And if you guys like it, then you can try it too. Yeah. And that that's another really great point as well is that because I work with quite a few people who want to work with me to help someone else. So they want to help their son. They want to help their spouse. They want to help their their parents or something, some, someone along these lines, someone close to them. They know yeah. this person needs the help, but the, the, and they are trying to do the work for this person and help this, help this person. But if the person doesn't want the help, if if somebody doesn't want to be involved, you cannot make them. Even right. with clients that I work with, if they are there because somebody else wanted them to be there or they're making a decision because their doctor told them to go change their diet, but they don't really want to, it doesn't work. I mean, yeah. I can try all the things that I can try, all the psychological techniques, all the adjustments, all the break, you know, breaking things into smaller steps these multiple, all these different principles. But if that person really doesn't want to be there, if they're not like, this is what I want, this is, this is what I want for myself, it won't work. So it's important that, and the thing too, is if you try to force somebody and make them do this thing, then what also winds up happening is you push them away because yes. now you're trying to make them do something that they don't want to do. So it's very important that whoever's involved in the process, they are there because they want to be there. Mm -hmm. And then if they're not, if they don't want to be there, then then let them let them be because the more you try to force them or coerce them the more they will move away so it needs to be a circumstance where the person wants to be involved and then they all, again if they don't want to be involved and they sh they're not going to have self-responsibility around it yes. so and again self-responsibility radical self-responsibility is absolutely key for success in any of these processes whether that's working out whether that's diet whether that's business whatever the thing is because that's how you take agency and you learn and you troubleshoot and you develop strategies. And if this doesn't work, then I move to the next piece and you can grow and you can develop. Yes. And another thing that is coming to mind from when I started is you can't think about this as like, you know, am I going to have to eat this way? Like for, you know, the rest of my life for six more months, for a year, for 10 years, whatever it is. You can't look too far into the future. So you kind of have to stay in the now because we don't know what the future is going to look like for you. So like if you get overwhelmed with like, I'm going to have to do this forever, like it gets overwhelming for people. So what I like to do in the beginning was I'm going to give myself a month. Like I was, I know I did, a, I signed up for a four month program, but I'm like, okay, Mike, what do you got for, for a month? I'm going to try this. I'm going to go all in. 
for one month, I'm going to give it 30 days. Like you can give yourself 30 days. You can do one thing for 30 days. Right? So I like, I'm going to do this for 30 days and I'm just going to see how I feel after 30 days. If nothing changes, if I don't feel any different, if my energy levels are still low, I'm still breaking out in skin rashes. I still have digestive issues. Then I know that it's not working, right? It's just not for me. And so I gave myself 30 days and by day 12, I was like, I'm healed. I'm fine. Everything's great. I'm done. I don't need any more months. But that I felt so different in the first two weeks of just changing everything I was doing that I was like, this is real. Like I'm a proof kind of person. So I needed the proof and I needed to prove it to myself that it was like going to be, it is a real thing. So I was like, after day 12 to 14, a huge change has happened right away. And I was like, okay, I'm in. Like yeah. I, I'm in now because this is, this was my proof that it's working. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually, those are, there's two really great points that come to mind from what you said um, or two really great points that stand out from what you said. So the first thing is, so while when we first started working together, I was working with another doctor and the doctor had created a program and I was, I was the head coach inside that program, run it, working with all the clients and whatnot. But and he had it structured as a four month program. However, when I work with people because of this concept that you just mentioned, I just, I do it as, you know, you, you sign up for on a, for a month and then you can cancel any time that you want because it creates a mentality where people are there if they want to be. And yeah. that's really important. So it's like you sign up, you commit to it, you're there cause you want to be there and then you see the results and then you continue to move forward because you want to move forward, because you want to be there. And I think that's extremely, extremely important. And I, even when I talk to people on initial calls, it's like, if they're like, well, I'm unsure about this and this doctor says that, and that person says this, it's like, go, you know, try it's The only way you're going to know, because the other, this is a, this is a big, important piece here. If you don't have a heavy scientific background, how are you going to gauge whether what I'm talking about with mitochondrial dynamics or someone else's, what they're talking about with mitochondrial dynamics is hundred percent correct. If you don't even know what happens in the mitochondria, I'm not, I'm not saying that anybody has to, or that it's super important that they know all the specific mechanisms, but if they don't know all the mechanisms and then you have one guy says this and one guy says that now you're stuck in this circumstance where it's like, well, who's right. This guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. And that guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about too. So who do I trust? And my answer is don't trust anyone because you don't, you, you don't know. So what you have to do is you have to say, okay, I'm going to go try out this guy over here's stuff. And I'm going to see how I feel and what the adjustments are and move in that direction. And then mm -hmm. you give it a period of time. So I'll tell people, go, you want to, you know, if you think this other person has something to offer, go talk to them, go see what they have to say, go see if you, you vibe or you, you agree with what they have to say. Think about what you, what has worked for you in your previous life experiences and then see, okay, was this going to make sense? Is that going to make sense? And then give it a shot. Even for me, I can read all the research in the world on all the supplements and all the substances and the dietary hacks and whatnot. But until I try it, I don't know. Until That's you right. put it in practice, you do not know. That is the only way to know is, is to, to test it out, to experiment with it. It's the only way you're going to figure it out. And so for yeah. me, I'll have like, oh, I'm going to try this supplement, rhodiola. It's the best thing ever. And I try really old, great. And it's like, oh, curcumin, it's this and that. And I have terrible digestive symptoms from curcumin. 
well, I'm not going to keep taking curcumin. I don't care what right. the, what the, what the research says on it. If I feel terrible using it, maybe I can figure out why. And then maybe that gives me an indication about something else, but I'm not going to continue to plow through it with this bad response. So testing things out, giving it a trial period and just saying, look, I'm going to commit to trying this thing and something within reason, right? Like, no, I'm not going out there to say, say, do like do a 30 day fast. Like some things are, there's definitely a line where you just, you don't want to try just everything. There's a level of discernment that is important to be like, oh, is this like reasonable? Um, is this like, what's the risk of doing this thing? That's something that's important to weigh as well. Am I doing something right. really risky? And, and then kind of make your decision from there. But with most of these things, you have to give them a shot. You have to run them. You have to see what happens in real life. So I think that's extremely important is to, is the focus on that. And then I'll, I'll go to the second point, but I want to leave the floor open for you here. Yeah. Prove it to yourself. Really. That's the, that's the moral of the story is you're the one who has to prove it to yourself. Like you'll be like, okay, um, let's see what you got. Like, let me try this, you know? And when you see the proof, you kind of want more, you know? And I was like, what's the worst that I'm going to lose here? I'm going to feel worse. I feel kind of crappy right now. you know? So I was just like, I mean, the, I can only go up from here. I feel like I'm way down here. So I can only go up. And when that started to happen rapidly, then I thought, okay, well now I'm here. Now I'm up here. And it's only been like three weeks. What am I going to be like in three months? Right? So I want to keep going and I want to see where, where is that tippy top point where I'm like at, I'm just like vibing high. You know, my health is up here. My skin is glowing again. I'm sleeping wonderfully. I have all the energy in the world. My mindset is right. Everybody, just everything is more positive. I'm not as aggravated anymore. Like, and I'm like, oh, can I go to the next level? Can I go? So I was just like, let me keep climbing because every time I climb, I feel better. Yep. Yeah. That's also a great point is once you start seeing results, you, it, it motivates you to keep moving forward. And then over time, what happens is you just, you're doing this stuff so consistently and all the time that this becomes your new way of life. So you don't have to, after a certain point, there's no more trying. Like you don't have to try to eat this way or to live this way. You just do it because most of us live a certain way. Like we have to eat somehow. And so that we collect a variety of habits unconsciously as we develop But in this circumstance, we're saying, why don't we choose habits that are actually good for us, that give us better outcomes? What is this? What are these series of habits and actions that I can do that make me feel great, that give me that consistent, that consistent quality sleep, that allow me to have consistent energy uh, throughout the day, no crashes, no hangriness or or anything along those lines. You know, your, your, your uh, mental function is great digestion is moving well. So it's like, what are these things that I can do to optimize these things instead of just following what I've always followed? Now it takes time initially when you implement these things but with consistency and I'll come back with to consistency with consistency over time and getting the quality results from these things, they snowball. And then it's like, now you just do it. People are like, how do you live like that? How do you eat, you know, your four meals a day and you have this much and this It's like, like I'll show people sometimes my chronometer, what I'm eating and how I have everything laid out. And like, how do you do that? It's like, how do I not do that? It's the only thing I know how to do at this point because I've been doing yeah. it so long. Like going in any other direction would be weird for me because I'm so used to doing this at this point. It, it's just how I live. So it becomes, it's just how I live and less of, oh, I really have to try. In the beginning, it requires effort to shift habits. It does. No, that's, there, <laughs> there's no getting around that. There does nope. require some effort. 
you can adjust how much effort. If you don't have that much effort to give, that's when you break it into smaller pieces. So the effort that's required for you to achieve your certain goal is not that much effort. And then you just do that. And once you've given this effort, so the first effort is just having orange juice with breakfast. If that's all the effort you have, then just do that. Now, mm -hmm. once you get used to having orange juice at breakfast, there's no effort in there anymore. So now you have a little more effort to give to something else. And then you use that effort for that. So you're basically, you have this bank of your effort <laughs> and you can dole it out with how much you have at that time and build things up over time. And so that's the, that would be the perspective. But the one thing that I want to point out here that you directly touched upon, and I think is really valuable is the, is consistency. So when you went into doing what you were doing, you dove right in and you were consistent. And another problem that I tend to see with people is they will be half consistent or somewhat consistent, not like 40% of the way there. Like it's maybe this is good enough. It's not, you need to be consistent in what you're doing. You will not, you'll get like 40%. If you put in 40% of that effort, maybe you'll get 40% of the results. Yeah. And if 40% of the results is what you want 40% of the time. Okay. But if you really are looking for certain outcomes to improve your health and whatnot, it requires consistency. Now it takes time to build consistency, but what has to be understood is that consistency is key in the process. Consistency is what makes it a lifestyle. Consistency is what removes the requirement for effort. You don't have to try anymore because this is just what you do. And so I think it's, that's another really important piece is that it needs to be consistent, whatever you set up and you have to run it over time. And that's also how you figure out what works for you or not. If you're inconsistent and on Monday you're eating out and doing whatever, and then on Tuesday you eat well, but then you feel bad on Tuesday. Well, it could have been what you did Monday, but how are you going to tell? <laughs> because yeah. you, you have no baselines. You need to develop that baseline so you can start to figure out what works for you, what doesn't, and you can start to shape this into a lifestyle instead of just something that you do to get in shape for this wedding or the beach season or whatever the thing is. Yeah, it is definitely a lifestyle. This is not a diet. This is not just a one-time thing. This is your life. This is how you live every day. And like that question you had before where the guy was like, well, how long is it going to take for me to feel better? Well, you need to ask yourself the question, how much consistency are you going to have with it? That's how long it's going to take you to get better. That's the yeah. percentage of how better you're going to get. If you're like, well, I'm only thinking about doing this like 50% of the time. Well, then you're only going to heal 50% of the way yep. because you're not going to give it a hundred percent. You got to give it a hundred percent all the time. And like you said, the same thing happened for me in the beginning. I was just like, okay, what does six ounces of chicken even look like? Like, I don't even know. You know, and then once I realize, oh, it's this much fat on my plate, this much protein on my plate, this many carbs in my in my cup or my, on my plate, you don't need to track it anymore. You just yeah. throw it on your plate and you eat it. You know, so, but it is about it's a it's like a it's like a health and wellness school. You have to go through that. You have to learn first, and then once you graduate, then you don't need your books anymore, right? Yep. You've learned yep, you all. Just do it. You, you just do it. It's every day. That's that's 100% right. You just, once you get it, once you learn the technique, you learn the information, you learn the skill, whatever it is. Like when you, a surgeon oftentimes doesn't have to look in the book while he has somebody on the operating table to know what the best technique right. is. He knows the technique because he's practiced it. The, the pitcher doesn't read about all the steps to pitching when he's throwing a baseball. The, the top pitchers just pitch. They just throw the ball. Yeah. They don't have to, it's not a effort anymore. But what they've done is all the time beforehand, it's like, yeah, I know how to throw a ball really well now because I've thrown it a hundred thousand times. 
and I've worked on the technique. And it's the same thing with lifestyle is it in the diet and all these different components is you get, you learn the technique, you implement it, and then you just do it. So, and it, it's not as in depth as surgery or throwing a baseball or anything like that. It's, it, it's, it's like brushing your teeth. It's literally the same thing as brushing your teeth. Brushing your teeth is a habit where we're kids. It's a, it's a nightmare to get kids to brush their teeth to start. <laughs> And then, but as adults, we don't even think about it. It's like, oh, I brush my teeth in the morning when I wake up and I brush my teeth before I go to bed. And some people brush their teeth after lunch. And it's like, well, how do you do it? Oh, I just do it. It's not that hard. I just bring my toothbrush and some toothpaste and I'm good to go. And so it's like, well, why do you do it? Well, I've been doing it since I was a kid. And so this it's the same setup with the diet and lifestyle stuff. It's like, well, why do you have eggs and eggs and a banana and some orange juice and blueberries for breakfast. It's like, well, you know, that's just what I did. And I, that's what I did when I was a kid. That's I've just eaten like that ever since. Yeah. And, and so it's like, oh, it's not, it's not that hard for me. I just do it. I don't have to put effort. This is what I've been doing. Yeah. And so that's, you're basically just stacking these little habits together. Yes. We definitely help children build things like that with habits. Yes. Imagine what we could do for the little, for the next generation, if we just build them better habits, right? Yeah. And just teach them how to do it. We teach them how to brush their teeth. We can teach them how to eat appropriate yeah. portions of different <laughs> kinds of foods. So it is, it's about consistency, habits, being, um, just be easy on yourself. You know, don't go hard on yourself with it. Yeah. Yeah. The last piece I want to mention here before we wrap this episode up is the idea of discipline. Yeah. And so a lot of people think discipline is gritting your teeth, bearing through it and just forcing yourself to move forward kind of like you're like Rambo. You just have to, you're just going to tear through all the enemy forces and no matter what, you're going to get your outcome. And I don't actually think that that is that helpful for discipline because there's only so much of that that you can actually maintain on a consistent basis. It's so much energy to keep forcing and forcing and forcing. So I think what is most helpful is what you do is when you fall off the wagon, you just come or you move stray from the path, you just come Mm -hmm. back. And so it's a process of just coming back and just coming back. And I think the people who are really good in maintaining things long-term is they're really good at just coming back to the path. You know, at Thanksgiving, you go, you have some turkey, you have some sweet potato, it has the marshmallow on top, you have some gravy, maybe there was a really good pumpkin pie. And then the person who is like really good at following through the diet is the person who after Thanksgiving the next day, just go back on my diet, whatever I had, you know, I had some extra food today, no problem. Whereas the person who has a hard time is like, oh, I ate all this food and now I need to go run 10 miles and now I need to fast today and I need to do all this type of stuff. And it's like, no, I'm going to go back to my normal diet. No problem. And then the, you know, I had, I had one day where I had enjoyed some Turkey. I deserve that. I I enjoyed the Turkey. I enjoyed the pumpkin pie, whatever the thing is. And then they hop back on because they're not creating all this pressure on themselves that they have to make up and do all this type of stuff and, and force and force and force and force and force. So that yes. by the time Christmas comes around, it's like, well, I just forced myself for all these months. So I might as well just like binge for this, this next from Christmas to new year's. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. or you can just allow yourself to eat what you're going to eat on Thanksgiving, what you're going to do, what you're going to do on Christmas and what you do, what you do on new year's. And all the other days are just normal days for you that you just hop back in the swing of things and go from there. And there's no pressure. And mm-hmm. then it's like, Three days out of the year is not going to make a difference for your overall health. I mean, binge drinking on New Year's probably wouldn't be ideal, <laughs> but yeah. in general, like reasonably, like having a couple drinks on the holidays and having some food, whatever, that's fine. And it just go back to your normal, your routine without any pressure. So coming back to center, when you fall off the wagon, 
hopping back on. When you're straying from the path, just go back to the path again. That's it. No pressure. Don't worry about what happened in the past. In the past, again, it's uncontrollable. You cannot go back and fix what you did. So don't even think about it. Just move forward, move to the next thing and make what you're doing right now. So it's like what you said, if, if I need to go to the gym right now, I don't really want to. Well, I can put my shoes on. Okay, I'll put my shoes on. And then you, you're going to, then it's like, well, all I have to do is hop in the car. And then when you get to the gym, it's like, I don't have to do all the sets of bench press I was going to do today. Maybe I'll just right. do two sets. And I do two sets, like at least I got the workout in. But on the second set, you're like, oh man, I'm feeling pretty good. Maybe I can get three. That's <laughs> and right. so that's usually, that's usually, there's actually, um, for me, I actually do something. It's like, I'm going to have crappy workouts. And I just tell myself that. And then when I go to the gym, I'm like, yeah, this one's just going to be a crappy one. Once I start working out, it's fine. It's just getting there. It's like, oh, I just got to drive there. And it's so warm in here and it's cold outside and whatever the thing is. And it's like, but I, once I get there, I'm like, oh, this is fine. So it's just doing the steps to get there. It doesn't have to be perfect. You don't have to complete the whole workout. You can have your, you know, have your meals and whatever you're going to do for your holidays and it just easily hop, hop back on board. Like that's the, that's it. So remove the pressure and yeah. just come back to center, come back to center, come back to the path. Yeah. I was just going to say something quick about the pre- the pressure thing that you just said, how you said you're not actually here, like holding a gun to my head saying, drink that juice, Chrissy. Right. But there is a, there is a key word to that. It's called accountability because you held me accountable kind of for what I was eating and what I wasn't eating, even though I have to hold myself accountable for what I'm eating, honestly. But there was like, I look at the ice cream, I'd be like, yeah, I have to tell Mike everything I ate this week. And <laughs> either I'm going to lie and not tell him that I ate that, or I'm going to be truthful and say I did, or I'm not going to eat it. So there's, there's that in the back of your head. You know, you always have like the mic in the back of your head. There's like this little guy that stands oh, no. back there and it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if Mike's going to let me eat that. <laughs> you know, a lot but- of people... Go ahead, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut Not it. anymore. It doesn't happen anymore. But in the beginning it did because it was like you invested so much into yourself and you were like, no, I have to be like good here. You know, I got to be true to myself. I got to, I got to follow through with this. But yeah, there was days where I'm like, I I, have, I can't lie like at all. So like if I ate it, I had to tell you, but you know, it's okay. You'd yeah. be like, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing is every, a lot of people I work with are like, because they, they track and chronometer it well so I can help them adjust the intake. And then they're like, I'm so worried. And I've never hopped on a call with somebody. It was never. just like, you know, you really shouldn't be eating that. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? Like there's never this this pressure with people. It's more just like, well, you know, ice cream isn't that great for weight loss. It's not terrible. Uh if you eat this amount, it should be okay. And then if you wanted to switch to this in the future. If you have a craving, then that's where you go. Cause again, like it's not about the pressure. It's about people understanding why, what the effect of what they're doing is like what it does to them. What's an alternative that they can turn towards. And then also understanding the circumstances on why they're craving this thing. Cause a lot of people will be like, Oh, I didn't eat breakfast. I didn't. And then I had like a light lunch and they come home for dinner and it's like, and then I binge ate and it's like, yeah, you didn't eat all day long. So you're going to be hungry. And then you're just going to eat whatever's in the house. So if you make sure if number one, if you make sure what's in the house is quality and what's quality, you talk about that, we uncover that. And then it's like, well, let's make sure you have a solid breakfast and lunch. And, oh, I don't have that much time to prep for breakfast. Okay. Let's make a shake. It takes five minutes. Wake up in the morning, 
You have to go, you wake up at seven, you have to go to work at seven 30, take your shower, make your five minute shake and get in the car. You don't even have to eat it at, at the house. Yes. And so then it's like, you just make simple solutions and go from there. So it's not like, Oh, you didn't eat all day long. You're terrible. It's like, well, why not? Oh, these are the, these are the roadblocks. Okay. So how do we, uh, how do we move past these roadblocks? That's right. Okay. Yeah. And that's it. And then we move past the roadblock and then we go from there. It takes a little effort to put into practice, but then once you get used to it, it's like, Oh, I had the shake for breakfast and wow, my, I feel way better. I was way more productive at work. It's like, Oh, it's magical. The shake. Yes. I actually ate for breakfast. <laughs> Yeah. And it's the same. You actually want to, you do want to make those mistakes, not mistakes, but um, you do want to do those things because uh, like, if you want to have that ice cream, right, eat it. But then when you're like, well, that ice cream flavor or brand or the ingredients and it weren't necessarily that good for you, let's try this ice cream instead. So it's like an alternative because there is an alternative to anything. You know, it's, I think you asked me one time, you asked me, what's your favorite dessert to eat? And I said, Rice Krispie Treats. And I haven't had one in six months. And you were like, no, we're going to find a way to make it right now. A healthy <laughs> way to make it. So it's like you almost want to make those little mistakes along the way and say, well, I, I ate this this weekend. And you're like, okay, that's all right. Let's see if we can get that exact same meal or exact same thing that you just ate in a healthier way. And 99% of the time, there is a way to do yeah. that. Yes, that's 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 100% true. There's 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 generally a way around or some alternative option that's maybe 70-80% of the way there, if not 100% of the way there. Yeah. That people can implement and it makes a difference for them. And so and it still allows them to have this thing that they want. Like for you I was like if you want a rice crispy treat for for lunch and for dinner every day and it's homemade and the ingredients are good and it hits the macro targets that we want. And it's not moving out other micronutrients in your diet. Then let's do it. Like we could put that in each meal and we could run from there. So it was, we set those things up and we just did it in a rational way. We use good targets and then, and then that was it. We basically just troubleshoot through it. And the other thing too, I think is funny is a lot of people I work with, they'll be on the diet. They'll be doing really well. They'll be feeling really well. They'll have the supplements on board. Everything going goes well. And then most people subconsciously start to think, I don't have to do this stuff anymore. I'm good. That's right. <laughs> and then they, then they stop doing it and then all their symptoms come back and they're not feeling well again and, and this and that. And they come back and they're like, Mike, I hopped off the diet. And they're like, usually they're like, I didn't want to tell you. And, you know, I was worried that you were going to be upset with me. And then I'm just like, no, it's we good that you did that. We don't want to disappoint you. Okay. <laughs> we don't want to disappoint me. We're scared, Mike. We're scared. <laughs> <laughs> Then they, everybody always gets so, they're like, I tell them like, I'm happy that you did that. And they get so, they're so surprised. Like why? And I'm like, because every single time that you hop off the diet, every single time that you see when you don't follow through on this type of stuff that you feel bad, it'll reinforce you to stay on. And so hop yes. off, hop off the diet, go back to the junk food, go back to fast food, go back to eating out and see, oh, no, my nagging joint pain. My bloat, my digestion's terrible. I'm starting to swell again. Oh, my brain fog, you know, all this type of stuff. I can't sleep at night. That stuff starts to come back and you're like, oh, it's just not worth it. But the only yeah. way you're going to learn that is like, I can tell you it's not worth it. But when you see it for yourself and you have an experience, every time it happens, you're going to make, oh, it's not worth it. And then after like two or three, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. At experiences, people are like, yeah, it's just not worth it. And then they're done. But you have the experience is helpful. So a lot of times I don't think it's a bad thing 
to hop off, not feel good. And then realize that when they hopped off, they didn't feel good. People, when people hop off, they don't feel good because it's reinforcement and motivation to stay on. And so I think that's a, for me, that that's really powerful and really helpful. And for me, that's how I learned too. It wasn't like I was some super, super Nazi about my lifestyle my whole life. It was, I, my digestion was sensitive because of like what happened when I was a teen and all type of stuff, like the surgery and everything. And so for me, I had immediate feedback. If I eat something that I didn't agree with me, I didn't feel well. And so I just learned real fast. I'm not having this. I'm not having that. I'm not having this. And then it was easy for me because I had such quick feedback. But I think for other people, the feedback may be a little bit late or it's not as severe. And so then that's where you start. They start to, um, they're unsure. But when you get the diet right and then you have this like obvious shift, then it's like, oh, well, if I stay on this diet, I feel well. Yeah. And if you're, when you get off the diet and your, uh, your symptoms come back, they almost come back with vengeance. So just be, you know, be aware of that. <laughs> they that come back true. very angry. Okay. You wanted to go eat healthy. We're going to show you that's what the <laughs> symptoms do. Okay. Yep. yep. So it's exactly. not, it's not fun. I think it's less fun when you go off and you come back on, but you do have to learn that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. part of the process. Yeah. yeah. I don't have too much more to add to this one. I don't know. Is there anything else that you wanted to no, I think we covered it all actually. Like that was exactly how to start on this journey. <laughs> like yeah. exactly to a T and really just have patience with yourself. It is a lifestyle. It is something that you want to do forever, but just don't look at it that way. Look at it. Like, I'm just going to try this for a week. I'm just going to try this for two weeks. Okay, here we're going. I'm feeling fabulous. Just keep going. Sometimes you fall off, you know, vacations come up, holidays come up. It's okay go back. Once you go back, I mean, if you fall off for a little while, symptoms don't come back. It's the length of time that you fall off and then come back that your symptoms could come back. But it's yeah. just patience is key because it took you a long time to get where you are not feeling good. It's going to take a little bit of time to get you where you need to be, where you're feeling absolutely fabulous. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. People will probably, if they fall off even for a day, they may feel bad, but it's just when they hop back on, they'll recover quick. Yeah, if, for sure. But if you're off for a while, it'll probably get a lot of symptoms going back. You're going to have to start all over again, just like you did in the beginning. So however hard it was for you in the beginning, you're going to have to restart all that over again. So for me, I was like, nope, yeah. I'm going to stay right here. Yeah. But once you have the habits down too, it's, it gets easier. So like when you fall off and then you know what you have to do and you know what it looks like when you come back, most people, they go, jump back in quick, but yeah. it's not the, the first part is just like laying the foundation, the road work for this yeah. type of stuff. It does take a little time. Depends on, again, depends on the person, but once, once it's laid down and you fall off, you come back, the trail has been beaten. So, yes. you know, the markers are there. The road yeah. is there. It's yeah. been traveled before. And so then that, that makes it easier to jump back in. Yeah, for sure. All right, Mike, where can the people find you if they're not scared of you already by now? I hope nobody <laughs> is scared of me. I'm not a scary person. I don't know. Uh... Not at all. No, I'm just saying when I used to be like, I don't know that ice cream, I'm scared to tell Mike I ate it, but he's, you're not like that at all. I'm just, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. They can find me at mikefave.com and they can find me here on health and harmony. Uh, so yeah. What about you, Chrissy? Same thing right here on Health and Harmony or on ChrissyRice.com. And thank you so much for listening. And you got this on your health journey. It's, um, it's going to be amazing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome.